0: Our scripture reading today is found in John chapter 17, verse 1 through 26. And our sermon today, our message today is entitled A Community for Jesus. This is the Lord's Word. When Jesus had spoken these words, he lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am, to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I may known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his holy word. Good morning, everyone. Let's take some time to say good morning to one another once again. Look to your left, look to your right, look in front of you. Praise be to the Lord, our God, who has given us the gift of fellowship the true gift of knowing one another, the true gift of knowing that we are on the path to glory, the gift in knowing that we are a people with hope in this crooked and broken world. We are the ones who can hold out the light of truth to those who are lost. And in Christ, they too can come to know the Father in heaven. And find peace and together worship him. We are a testimony to the fact that Jesus is alive. We are a testimony in our weakness that Jesus alone is our strength. We are a testimony in our brokenness that Jesus alone gives hope. And we are a testimony in this world that there is a world to come, a world when all things will be made whole, a world where there will be complete peace in our Lord, a world where Jesus will be the only light that shines, a world where you and I can worship God day and night, 24 hours if there is even is hours in the new heavens and the new earth. And that as we worship him perfectly, our joy will overflow. For we will be receiving the goal of our salvation. Dare I say the goal of our lives to be in perfect fellowship with Jesus himself. To be able to look at one another and say, life might have been difficult before our Lord returned. But praise be to God, even in the midst
1: of it all, that he was still present.
0: And today or that day, when we are with him, we will be able to say, this is what I hoped for. This is what my heart longed for. This is what this life here on earth was meant to do, to increase our desire, and then to increase our joy when we have received the fullness of Christ
1: in our lives. Praise be to God
0: for who He is and what He has done. Praise be to God for allowing this church, Christ Covenant Presbyterian Church, to exist.
1: to grow in the gospel.
0: Praise be to God for allowing him to allow us to suffer, but in that suffering to have that hope. Praise be to God that even though there might be times when we don't know why we suffered, we know that God's presence has been with us. It continues to be with us.
1: We welcome you here, and we pray that you will be blessed during this time of worshiping
0: our God. Today, our message is going to center upon our vision statement, the vision statement of our church. You see, here at Christ's Covenant Presbyterian Church, we have a goal in mind in terms of how we're going to fulfill our mission statement. Now, the mission of every church should be the same. The mission of every church is to go forth Mm -hmm. and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Every church must have that goal. In mind, in a sense, to ask a church, what is your mission statement? If they say something different, then you have to ask yourself the question: whose mission is it? For scripture is clear.
1: Jesus is clear that
0: our goal is to make the name of Jesus known. And that's our heart's desire, all of us. We want to make Jesus known. We want people to love Jesus and to love all that Jesus himself loves. We want to bring all things under the sovereignty of Christ. We want all people to have eyes to see Jesus in every corner of the universe. We want people to say, look at that blue shirt. Look at that color. Who made that color? God made that color. Praise be to him. We want people to, to, when they have that tangerine and they open it slowly and they see the the, the beauty of that perfect sphere, and they they know that it's going to the sweetness and the deliciousness, as they eat one slice at a time, they can say, Lord,
1: is made by you. This
0: tastes good because of you. This gives me strength because you made this for my body. You made this for me to enjoy. To bring all things big and small, that we may glorify God in all things. That is our mission statement. That is the mission statement of every church. And every individual, every relationship, every family, every friendship to bring glory to God Himself. Now, our vision statement is sort of an offshoot of that in terms of how do we want to accomplish that mission? What is particular about CCPC? What, what can we do as a church, a 21st century church in Peachtree Corners, Georgia of all places, with people like you and like me? Look around. Look. look. This is who we are. This is the hand that we have been dealt. These are the people that we have. These are who God has called to this church to worship him. And the vision for this church and the vision that, that I keep promoting to all of you, it's very simple. That we may build a community in Christ
1: that our love for one another would show the world that Jesus is here. It is our community in the way that we love one another, the way we speak to each other, the way we carry each other's burdens, the way we rebuke each other, And then the way that we walk with one another, even in the midst of that loving rebuke,
0: mark a church that, when the world sees from the outside, will be able to say,
1: "This church is more than just
0: therapy for one another. This church is more than just people listening." to one another this church is more than just a community with something in common there is something supernatural about this church there is a being present there is a person present that we can't see but i see demonstrating their love for one another
1: and they tell me that that person
0: is Jesus Christ, the one revealed in scriptures. It's a love that they have that I cannot
1: explain, the world cannot explain. But it's that community that allows the world to see Jesus. And it's that community that allows us yes, us,
0: to see Jesus as well. Here in John chapter 17, this is, this is Jesus' high priestly prayer. This is his final prayer before he is taken into Jerusalem and, and, and about to be arrested. These are, in, in fact, sort of not only his final prayer, but the final words that we have of Jesus himself before going into Jerusalem uh, to eventually be arrested and, and judged and crucified. These are the last words of a man who knows that the next stage of redemption, his death, is at hand.
1: So dare say, should we not listen carefully to what our Savior has to say to us? In his high priestly prayer,
0: Jesus prays many things. But there's one thing in particular that I want us to hone in on. Jesus prays that the church would be one. And not only the church that is about him, that first century church, but all that will hear about his name on through the future. This is probably the only passage where we see Jesus actually praying for you, each and every one of you. Dare say, should we not listen to what Jesus says to us? Jesus asked the Father, make them one, just as you, God, and I are one. Teach them to love one another just as I love you and you love me. In fact, the goal of community is, is rooted in the very nature of who God is himself. And this is why we were made in God's image. You were made to have fellowship, community. With one another. But the community that we have is not a community that that we seek for ourselves. It's a community that echoes the Trinitarian God Himself, the perfect love of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so, by very nature, Jesus' prayer for us is a prayer that we may be like that perfect fellowship in the Lord and that we together would love one another deeply. With the love of Christ, this is what you were made for, and in fact, I would argue that this is what we long for as well—to
1: have friendships, marriages, families. We're speaking of Jesus, and His salvation is second nature. What else brings
0: life? You will achieve your goals, many of you, in terms of your professional life, even your family life. But even after you achieve those goals, what are, what is left? Only our eternal. Goal of knowing the Lord and being known by Him and fellowshipping with Him brings joy and meaning to all of us. You see, Jesus' prayer for you is simply make them what they were meant to be. Give them what they should have had.
1: And so the Lord asks of all of you, because I've called you to myself.
0: Simply live the Christian life, not in order to live the Christian life, but live the Christian life because Christ has already given you that life. Work out in fear and trembling to worship God. Work out in fear and trembling In growing your godly relationships with one another. That's the first point. By very nature, we were meant for community. We were meant to reflect the triune love of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Secondly, why are we to love one another so deeply? Well, We are to love one another so deeply because as we do so, God himself is seen and made manifest. Now, our goal to love one another isn't simply to manifest God's love. Our goal to love one another is because that brings glory to God and that's something that's good. But there's this great effect that happens when a church truly loves one another in Christ is that the world comes in and looks. And they see the love amongst the body of Christ's people. And they say to one another, surely Jesus is alive. Surely what they say about God is true. Surely that there is something about the Bible, about what Jesus had done, that that must be true. And that love that is expressed gives light to all people. And it's a testimony. It is evangelism in the strongest terms. It is a witness
1: that God is here.
0: Let me be clear about this. We don't love one another just to witness. Our goal should not be simply evangelism. And sharing the faith with God's people—it's a good thing. But our goal is to love one another, and as we love one another, our evangelism happens. Think of it this way: When you get married, are you going to say, "You know what? I want a, I want a good marriage so that I can show other people I have a good marriage"? Does that make sense? I want a good family so that I can show other people that I have a good family. Does that make sense?
1: I want to love God so that I can show other people that I love God. Does that make sense? We love our spouses,
0: our families, our friends because we love them. We love our God because we love our God.
1: Evangelism happens afterwards.
0: How is it that you're able to have a marriage that loves Christ like that? Oh, well, let me, let me just share you what we do. How do you have a church that loves people like that? Oh, let me, let me tell you about Jesus. But Jesus wants us to love one another and the outflow of that genuine love for one another is a real, real witness to the world that God is alive. And this is why this is so important to the vision statement of our church. It's because the number one place where God's presence and love is made manifest is the church. The primary place where God's presence is made manifest is the church as well.
1: If you want to be a witness to God,
0: it is so much easier. And you heard me say this today and uh, before, And um, but I will say this, it's easier to go to the libraries of this world, to the centers of this world, to the malls of this world, to go online in this world. It's easier to go there and say, let me tell you about Jesus. That is easier to do. We could go out there right now and do that. That is easy to do. You might say, no, Pastor, that's the hardest thing for me to do. No, that is easy to do. That's the easiest way to do evangelism. So we still need to do it. Let me say that. But that's the easiest way. What is the hardest and most genuine
1: way? That's simple. Is for the church to love one another. Is for each one of you who are members of this church to walk with one another lovingly,
0: unconditionally, in Christ and Christ alone, bring glory to Him. Through difficulties,
1: yes. And through joy as well. God never promises that this church will be perfect. And that's the third point.
0: Do not idealize the church, do not think the church should be a perfect place. We're going through a series in the book of Acts. And if you read through the book of Acts and you read through the Pauline epistles, from the very start when the church was being built, there was controversy. There were people preaching and teaching false doctrine. There were people taking advantage of others in terms of money, sexuality. All of that was present. And in fact, if you idealize the church, you went back to the, and you say the early church was where it's at, you go there, their problems are just the same as they are here.
1: The goal has never been in this day
0: of a perfect church. The goal has been to continue to apply the goodness of Jesus in all things. And so even in our six years here at CCPC, there's no sugarcoating that we've gone through hard times. And there's no sort of idealizing of saying that we are this perfect church. We are a broken community that is only held up by Christ and Christ himself. Have you ever noticed? One of the things I've, when I was around your age, I liked having yearbooks. I don't know if do they do the yearbooks still. I don't even know if they do yearbooks, but you know, have yearbooks and you go through and you and you look through them. And I always wonder, why don't churches have yearbooks? Why don't churches have like pictures like each year of like their congregation and stuff like that? And I realized something. It's that a lot of churches don't want to do that for the very reason that not only is there good news in every picture, there's bad news in every picture.
1: And it's difficult for
0: many people to apply the gospel even in the bad things that happen. But when I show you the slideshow, you're going to see pictures of some wonderful times. and You're going to see some pictures of things that you're going to be like, oh, there were some difficult things there as well
1: but you know what? That's the church. And Christ is glorified in that as well. Don't idealize this church.
0: Love people. Are we going to have controversy in the church? We, we, we will. Are we going to have issues? We will. So pray for people like myself who, who lead this church Pray for the community around, around you that, uh, that as, you communi- as you grow together, that the Lord will give you wisdom. But continue to walk. But I will say in the midst
1: of all that,
0: if we do it with faith and love, and we do it as with, with the resources that God has given us to bring forth the gospel in every situation, the world will see that we're different as well. Lastly, we can't do this on our own. Our vision to be this community that loves one another, that reflects the love of Christ. We can't do this on our own. And that's why Jesus praised us. Think about that. Jesus knows this. Jesus knows that this is the, this is the thing that I want. And even I need to pray to the Father in heaven to make sure that the Lord himself hears and that the Lord himself will supply the power and the glory that is needed for the church to accomplish this. This is how much Jesus understands our frailties and how much Jesus understands the importance of the unity of the people of Christ. And he prays, Lord, give them the glory that you have given me. That same glory that we have in heaven, give them that glory.
1: And as Jesus
0: prays that for his people, he understands and he knows that the unity of Christ and God's people is not worked up by the people of God Himself. And it's not by us trying harder to be better moral people.
1: At being better
0: good people, if I can say it that way. But the only way that the, the unity of God in Christ can come as if the power of the Spirit comes upon his people. That the love of Jesus is, is, comes as a wave upon his people. And that they have a single-mindedness of knowing the Lord and wanting to love him and to love one another. And so what do we do? Many of us simply try harder. We need to do things, obviously. But we do it to the detriment of actually praying for our church and praying for our
1: relationships. We do it at the detriment of weeping for the brokenness and weeping for the frailty. We do it at the detriment of not allowing ourselves to mourn when relationships go wrong, but to have hope in knowing that Christ knows what he's doing. We
0: do it at the detriment of not allowing God to use his power to change us to
1: love others as he has loved us. So we pray. You pray for
0: one another. You pray for this church. Pray for your families. You pray for your Christian relationships.
1: That they may grow deeper in Christ. Some practical things to know if we are growing in Christ.
0: Number one, do you enjoy talking about spiritual things with one another? If you don't enjoy talking about spiritual things with one another, we need to go to the Lord in prayer. To be able to talk about our sins, to be able to talk about our struggles, and to give them to the Lord and have brothers and sisters to walk with you.
1: that brings glory to God
0: because you're relying upon Jesus and not on yourself. You need to talk about spiritual things with one another. Now, I'm not talking about, for some of you younger people here, about that mountaintop experience of like at a retreat and all of a sudden, you know, it's the last night, everyone's really tired, three in the morning, and, and you're just spilling your guts. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just every day. I had a rough day today, and I need the
1: Lord. Can you pray for me?
0: You see, talking about stuff like that, I can see some of you guys like, "Oh, that's kind of cringy." That's what makes us different. It's not cringy for us. It's it's life. Number two, do you enjoy speaking and sharing scripture and spiritual
1: songs with one another? And I mean that wholeheartedly. Just a word from the Lord, just a song that we sang. Do you enjoy sharing the hope of Christ in you with one another?
0: And thirdly, and this is sort of anticlimactic, but thirdly, this is very simple. Do you like eating together? In other words, do you like one another? It's easy to tell who your friends are. It's just who you like to eat with. Just, I can tell who your friends are by who you eat eat with. And I can tell who you are by the friends you choose. Do you like eating together? Do you like spending time together? God has called us to be with him and to love him. Brothers and sisters here at Christ Covenant Presbyterian Church, be encouraged. The glory of God does rest upon us. Let us love one another with the glory and the power that he has given us. And let that love permeate us that the world may see and that we may see that we belong to him. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. There is no one, Lord, that we love more than you. And Father, our goal is not to build community for community's sake. We do not do community groups just to have, gather people. We do not gather just for the sake of gathering. That is not what we do, Lord God. We gather because we love you, Jesus, and we, because we want to be with other people who love you. For, Lord, we are filled, Lord, when we talk about you with others, when we pray to you, Lord God, together. And so we ask of you, Lord God, that you would build CCPC up in such a way that all of our gatherings will reflect our love for you. In Christ's name we pray.
1: Amen.